It is. A new theme for a new year. 2018 is upon us. Got a new format this year. Going to be doing some uh, one-on-one stuff. Going to might have some special guests through the year. Kicking it off with our own double header with the double header on the weekend. Of course, I am Paulie G. Paul Grzadka. And with me this week in the chair, Ryan MS. Mate, how are you? Good, mate. How are you? That was very... Um... Escape from New York. That, that opening. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, spending so much time on this app, I sort of realised last minute I better get better get a new theme going. We're we're, we're overdue, and um, you'll notice that the seventies disco music is uh, is missing again. So that hasn't made a comeback yet. But look, the fans want it enough; but they might get it's it. Pre- yeah, it's pre-season. You got to try things. <laughs> Mate, how was the uh, the off-season, Christmas, New Year, all of that? Yeah, very good, very good. Um, didn't think a thing about um, about Supercoach until um, you know, probably about January 1. I'll tell you what, I enjoyed the um, fact they got um, some of the stuff up a bit early, get those pricing in early, and, and you know that, that helped me sort of relax in January a bit. Um, but February's hit and, and it's got busy again, you know. <laughs> everything's, everything's rolling on. We're not yeah, far very away. Quickly. And, um, you know, there's a lot there's a lot to talk about. I guess we'll start with the injuries. And Penrith's going to be an interesting one because we're in conflicting reports whether Watini Zelezniak will be right um, for round one. We're probably, probably round two more likely, Tyrone Phillips. Um He's not going to be... Well, he's just come over, but he's going to be out for quite a while. Um, and then you think about... Uh, and we'll talk about this more in episode two, but the, na- the naming of the, the teams and you've got... Uh, for the trials, and you've got Christian Crichton and Micah Sivo named on the wings, you know. So I, I think... You know, I mean, I was hoping maybe Jed Cartwright, but, you know, he's not really in the frame, it seems. Um but some of these other young guys who aren't even on the super coach um, as a player yet. But, you know, that will change between now, I think, and, and round one. And it could be an area where you're looking just to get a cheapie in there if Penrith with these injuries. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's every chance that's going to happen. Um, especially, you also have um, Tyrone May, who's not coming back for about round five. Um, so that's another spot. So it could open up. Uh, you know, another area uh, for a cheaper to get in, at least for um, the early rounds. Luke Keary um, has suffered, I believe it's a broken jaw. Um, still saying that he'll be right for round one. Well, we've talked with, with Pat. We'll have ba- Pat back on probably the week before kickoff again this year, um, doing all the um, injuries. But over the last two years, you know, that's been a continuous theme of how quickly guys get back from broken jaws but it's another one Ryan where you know Pierce has gone Watson's gone um, if Kiri isn't right for the first couple of rounds then again that could be another spot where you know you just even if you're just trying to find someone on your bench you know you could there could be a player popping up there too yeah well that's right Ed. I mean I'm not not uh don't don't have my ear in the door of the roosters or what they're going to do but um they've got to find someone there because I, I mean They've made the big play and, and grabbed Cronk, so they've got to have someone in there um, at the 5'8". And if uh, Kiri is in there, who I think is going to suit that 
suit that half of halves pairing quite well. Um, they've got to come up with someone, and yeah, you, it's you got to keep an eye on eye on things coming up because yeah, uh, yeah, there's there's still a lot of changes to come. The, the we're recording this on Tuesday night, um, but. The Roosters still haven't named that side to play the Panthers in, in the trial on the weekend. So we might get some idea when that team gets named. Brisbane, one of the few teams to have a trial last week, and, and it was a bit costly because the English import Andre Savelio out for the year with an ACL. We know that Jack Bird's not likely to be back anytime soon. We're hearing probably round four. Um, and then we're also hearing Corey Oates, although... Oh, I don't know where he fits in that forward pack, but we're hearing he's going to move into the to the back row, Ryan. So there's going to be quite a few spots open there for some of the cheaper options. Maybe not out and out cheapies now with Savilio not going to be there, but certainly you know we've seen Jermaine Asako in the past. We've seen Jonas Pearson. They might get more more game time now and consistent game time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, we have um, Andrew McCulloch coming back. Um, in round one, well, he's scheduled to come back round one um, from that ACL he did last season. So he's going to be there. But, yeah, they, they seem a bit light on, given given who's left um, from the team last year. We'll go in depth with the Broncos shortly, um, as, as we will also with Bulldogs, Cowboys and Dragons. Clint Gutherson not likely to be back um, for the first few rounds. Ryan, um, any idea if Bevan French just slots back there? Jared Hayne, of course, has come to the Eels. Maybe he'll get a run at fullback. I guess that's another team where we'll be looking at, at what happens in the trial games there. Yeah, look, I, I think if they're buying Jared Hayne, they've got to play him at fullback. Um, I mean, I'm not sure why they bought him, but they they did. So um, he's back there. And, um, yeah, uh, if Clint Gutherson is, um, is fit and ready to go, and so is Jared Hayne. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens for um, uh, for the Eels because uh, they seem to have a lot of people to fit into, uh, you know, not enough spots. Well, you know, it's typical, isn't it? I mean, you can bring him over and you don't want to upset the apple cart so you, you know, you don't advertise he's going to play fullback and then the next thing you know, well, you know Gutherson's out anyway so he gets a game there. Oh, what do you know? He's playing well and by the time... Gutherson comes back into the lineup. No one's even questioning, what, you know, to move Hayne. He's just going to play fullback. I think that's, I think that's plan A for Brad Arthur anyway. Is just sort of quietly slip him back there. Oh, we had no one else, and then, you know, hope that he performs to his, to what we'd expect him to do, and then he'll be there for the year. Yeah, that's look. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> as good as I've got. That's that's what Para want. That's that's the the ideal. Um, anyway, we'll see what happens. Dylan Walker out till round five. We'll be watching the Manly situation closely with the salary cap issues. Uh, we're not getting to them, I think, until next week's podcast um, for the for the close up or the in depth for their team. But um, you know, we're probably looking obviously at Young Croker, who's moved up there from the Raiders, and and maybe looking at someone else in the outside backs as well, although who knows, they might end up just throwing one of the right boys there or, or Lewis Brown even, um, just to cover. And finally, Josh Hodgson out until round 20 and, um, you know, a couple of guys there, Garvey, Grant Garvey and also um, Sevilla Havili, Ryan, are both battling it out and they're, you know, very cheap there, super coach wise so probably one of them's going to be on, on your bench, at least in the hooking role. Yeah, look, it might be one or both of them, depending on 
how they want to go. Um, if if either of them can play the eighty minutes, uh, or if they're going to you know draw on draw on somewhere someone from somewhere else, uh, it's a bit too early to say. But um, yeah, they've definitely got a big hole to fill there. The Raiders. The Raiders are playing the Bulldogs this weekend at Sunshine Coast Stadium, but they've named um, just the squad. Yeah, kind of. Kind of like we've seen Queensland do in the past. So Havili and Garvey in it, but we don't know who's got the upper hand at this point. We'll find out Saturday night, I guess. Um, it'll get easier after this round. A lot of round, a lot of trial matches this round. We're going to try to cover as much of it as we can for you. Get it out on tweets. Get it out on recaps. The app is still building for 2018. Uh, we're pretty close to to launch. So hopefully by the time next weekend's done and dusted and we have a few days to write up some recaps, they'll all be will be there on the brand new app for you. So um, you know, keep keep an eye out on Twitter and Facebook, and and obviously listening to these pods, we'll we'll be keeping you well updated as to how that's that's progressing um, with the with the rebuilds there for Android and Apple. Um, seem seemingly getting to, to the to it all done now. Um, speaking of the predictor and the app, Ryan. Um, it's we've created this new thing this year called the Dominator. Um, basically, it's looking at specific matchups and um, positions, and what positions gain or lose based upon the, the matchups. And you know, we've we've always utilised some of this data and punched it into individuals' performances. We'll still maintain maintain that with the predictor, but the Dominator is just another level for that. And at the moment. Um, First five rounds, the Storm left winger is the one position that stands out. 45 points, so that's over nine, or 45.67, so over nine points a game average increase, uh, mainly because they play the Tigers twice. They come up against David Nafaluma. But obviously, Ryan Josh Adokar is likely to fill that position. He had a bonus play against his former club. He loves playing against the Tigers. Um, twice in five rounds, he's going to be a guy you're going to have to take a close look at um, in Supercoach, I think, as a starting point because he might make you a bit of money off the bat uh, and also, obviously, some big scores, potentially, if he can cross the try line a couple of times. Yeah, look, um, look, it's we've seen that he can cross the try line uh, pretty pretty regularly. Um, and, look, I can only imagine that he's um, better than he was last season. Uh, being in the Melbourne system, um, I can't imagine that he's yeah he definitely hasn't gotten worse. But and the draw for Melbourne um, is pretty exceptional. If you're a Storm fan for the first five rounds, first you know four or five rounds, you mm. you're cheering because it's a pretty soft start. The richer they get, richer it seems. And we talked about that in the off season podcast. How you know, the teams like Roosters, Storm, I think Manly, some of these top eight teams had very soft draws. Some of these teams near the bottom, like the Tigers and the Knights, um, despite getting stronger, off, you know, with their recruitment, player recruitment, they got a tough run in. Um, Raiders, now, their halves have been disappointing, really, the last maybe two years. Um, they've got great matchups starting off. Now, not to say that, you know, you're going to pick either of these guys up, Austin or Caesar, even though Austin's had some success in the past. And even Caesar, when he played for Gold Coast, wasn't terrible. But when you look just purely at the stats, you're at least going to keep an eye on the fact that they play the Titans first up, halves, you know, we're predicting to do well. They often do well. 
Um, not a lot has, has changed in those areas. They have bulked up a bit around the middle and, and in the back five Gold Coast, so potentially fullbacks and hookers. Uh, won't be as strong as they have been the last two years against them. At least that's what's sort of bearing out with the with the predictor and the dominator. But um, certainly still the halves. So Raiders have got the Titans, the Knights, the Warriors, Manly and the Bulldogs first five rounds. I mean, that, you know, again, the dominator showing halves, but there's a number of players there, Ryan, that could, could do well um, on the back of that pretty soft draw. Yeah, well, that's right. Look, I, I think that it's um, with the with the Raiders and their halves, um, look, they're coming up. Some people might go, oh, look, you know, Manly have, um, you know, DCE, but they've also got a 5-8 that's kind of undecided at the moment. Um, you know, in all, you know, there's no one who's, who's, who's a definite pick there. Um, so, you know, the Raiders might be going, you know, I'm going to, you know, hunt down that hunt down that guy um, against the Warriors. Mm. Well, the Warriors have Stephen, have um, uh, Johnson. Now with Johnson. And Johnson's a great guy to run at. Maybe yep, you've got your back right. rower he, as he's, well. He's not your defensive king. He's, he's your attacking king. And Josh Papali running at him. That's yeah, another one you can add. Yeah, not many guys are going gonna to do a great job on him. <laughs> and, then, and then in round five, they have the Bulldogs, who are a brand new team with foreign and more than likely Frawley in the halves. Um, two guys who obviously haven't played together. Um, Frawley, um, no disrespect to him, he's not a superstar. Um, like he's, he's he's a decent player, um, no doubt. But it's very it's going to be quite difficult. And so those Raiders halves, if they get on the top and dominate, then um, they're probably going to uh, it's probably going to end up in points for their outside backs, uh, centers and wingers. Um, Broncos left wing. We spoke about. Broncos are star of the show. We'll be speaking about it again very, very soon. But they're the fourth, you know, highest for those first five rounds. So whoever gets that gig for round one, out of bargain basement price with with huge matchup potentials. So there's a lot to like there. And even Manly, another cheapy, um, Lachlan Croker, um, potentially playing at left half. And they get a huge increase. Manly have got a interesting, uh, a good start playing Knights, Eels, Rabbitohs, Raiders, and the Titans. So, yeah, there's, a, there's some players there that you could really target. Yeah. Um, Look, absolutely. I, I think it's um, – you have guys who are playing um, against – sorry, who are partnering, partnering really great players that have their credentials established. So the focus is going to be on those guys, whereas, uh, you know, the new guys on the block or, or the you know, the – the non-superstar in the in the, har- in the halves possibly gets a bit more freedom to do what they can do. There's a few uh, in reverse for the Dominators, but we'll save that one uh, for next week's show because we've got to go on to the four teams we're going to um, talk about in depth. Um, and that's starting with the Broncos. And now we've, t- we've tried to look up a bit of a lineup for you Um Obviously, Corey Oates is an interesting one. There's a dilemma there. Who's going to play on the left wing if Oates does end up there? I still think that... I don't see a lot of room for him in the back row. Alex Glenn's just been re-signed. I don't see the point of carrying a back rower on your bench uh, because those guys, Glenn and Gillette, can play 80 each. Um, So Oates may still get back to left wing, but remains to be seen. Obviously, Jack Bird 
will he will he move to left centre? He's always played on the right, but you know, Taito Moga is no longer there. So will James Roberts move to the left? You know, that there's some questions that we've got. Matt Lodge is likely to start at prop now. Whether you feel comfortable taking him, you know, it's up to you because there's obviously there's off-field issues, all the rest of it. Certainly the price is right. We've seen what uh, Brisbane did with Corbin, or Bennett did with Corbin Sims last year. Um, Lodge is cheaper than Sims was at the start of last year. There's a guy I really like, Ryan David for feeder. I just think, you know, he's not he's not the David Fafita we know from before, is he? But playing in England, this is a different David Fafita, only young bloke. But gee, there's a lot to like, and um, probably won't get that much game time. But you know, even a bench spot, a, a cheapy, you can get him in there, and who knows, an injury or two. They're quite light on up up the middle. Yeah, well, look, it's um, it seems to be the. Um, MO for a lot of the coaches, they, um, you know, give a few guys a taste um, the first, you know, 10 rounds and then start bringing them in and start giving them more and more um, game time. And look, and if, and if there is a is a gap there in the Broncos side, it's definitely in that area. And uh, if this kid is, is is going to perform like, he, like his potential, <laughs> um, you know, it's, yeah... It could be anything. It's definitely one to keep an eye on. Well, we're going to do our tweets, obviously, at the end of, of each show. We've got quite a few, so some will be on this show, some will be on the, the next one that will be released a bit later in the week. Um, but we might just do a sneak one now, seeing we're talking about Brisbane under the radar, asking, will Pangai Jr. get more minutes this year? Well, look, I think he's every chance to get more minutes. Um, it's I, I'm just not 100% sure on what... Uh, Bennett's going to do. Yeah, it's the uh, Wayne Bennett factor. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a very explosive. Who can who can play some minutes? Mm. He's got he's got you know a veteran in in tight mm. who's um He'll you be know coming off the there. And, and look look to be honest, tight could play most of the game if he wanted to. Um, if he was told at the start of the year you're going to play sixty minutes, he would get his fitness up to that stage. Mm. And I don't think that would be a problem. But he's also got. But Pango's also got to compete with Offen Galway. Um, they also bought Sam Tagatizi as well, so he's going to take away some minutes there. Tagatizi's uh, not a big minutes player himself. They're almost similar not. in a way. Pangai. Bennett had Pangai on the bench last year, playing that sort of twenty-five minute role, twenty to twenty-five. When you know Origin came around and, and players missed out or injuries, other players came in like Offen Galway. And they took up the 35-minute rolls, 30 to 35, and Pangai still stayed on the 25, max. Yeah. And that's my fear yeah. with Bennett is that he's decided, no, I really want Pangai as, a, as an explosive... Might just like his power play, yeah. Power play. It is like a power play, isn't it? Yeah. I like that term. Might use that again. Going <laughs> forward, 2018, with the power play. 2018, it's in. It's in. Let's move on to the Bulldogs now. Um Oh, I should mention, before we move on to the Bulldogs, is there anyone outstanding there from the Broncos that you just can't ignore? Oh, look, I think um, Maguire and McCulloch, um, they're both in the 5.30 range, um, which is a little bit high, but they, their output is really outstanding. I mean, obviously, you're, gonna, you're taking a little bit of a chance with McCulloch coming back from an injury, but you think that um, a guy like that is professional enough to come back and it would take him a couple of games to get firing fully. But... 
but yeah, I, I really um, like the output from those two guys. The price rises, and we'll probably get get to this. We're not going to do this in tonight's two shows, but we did talk about it in the off season. It is quite a bit. I mean, look, we'll get to it a little bit with the tweets because we do have some some questions on on Twitter about it. You may have to find a couple of keepers around that five hundred thousand mark, five fifty. So Josh McGuire, if you're projecting him with, with the, the Broncos are light on, Thido's getting older, you know, no Adam Blair there anymore. A couple of the other guys have moved on as well, the, the, the SASAs and the likes that were coming through last year. Maguire may end up playing this sort of Jake Jabrovich type role, uh, what, he, what, what um, Jabrovich does at Manly. Um, Jack DeBellin... Trent Merrin, like, well, maybe not so much Trent Merrin because he actually took a step back last year, minutes-wise, but Maguire could get close to 80. Now, you're going to need to still get those keepers in there, but you just might not be able to afford the the maximum price for them. So you really have to be astute. Maguire, Maguire could be a guy there, I think, to watch. The Bulldogs, um, we're hearing Moses Embi is going to move to fullback. He has been named there for this Saturday's game. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one. That means Hopawati moves into the centres. Brenko Lee's obviously moved up to Gold Coast while Chase Stanley's been released after all those injuries. So Hopawati into right centre. Um, it also opens up the halves spots for Matt Frawley to, to maintain a, a halves position with Kieran Foran. That's an interesting one there. And meanwhile, in the back row, um, the battle will be between the likes of Fatala Mariner, Eastwood and Elliot. Now, Elliot played well last year, but Fatala Mariner's um, what was coming on strong late, he's actually got the nod for this week's um, game. So that's interesting there. Michael Leisha still named at hooker. Now, Aaron Woods is um, out with the ha- a sore hamstring, nothing to really fear. But interesting, his replacement, Lachlan Burr, you might remember him from the Gold Coast a couple of years ago. So that will be interesting because the Bulldogs have very light on in the forward pack. Um, in their depth. And Clay Priest went over there. I'm going to be very interested to see um, how he gets utilised. He hasn't been named in this game. I'm not too sure what's going on there. Um, So maybe it's Lachlan Burr, Ryan. Um, But there could be someone coming in from the Bulldogs um, that you can chuck on your bench either at FRF or 2RF and just just make you a little bit of money through the year, much like Adam Elliott did for you last year. Yeah, look, there's a host of characters, um, really, because you think Woods and Clemmer get get the lion's share of the uh, you know front row. Yeah, they'll get fifty uh, each points, fifty minutes, but there's still yeah, you know thirty. But, each but then you have all the guys, all the guys that can play a little bit there, a little bit in the second row, um, a little bit as the middle as the middle forward as well. You've got yeah. You've just got a, a host of guys that it, look honestly. If you went through them all, that'd be another twenty minutes worth <laughs> off the we'll show. Be keeping an eye on it, and before round one, if if there's a standout, don't worry, you'll know about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the guy I do like, and I, I do like the the position change for him is Embi. Um, okay. Playing fullback at a price of three eighty two is pretty enticing, mm-hmm. given that you, given that you know he's got a great step. He's had some big games a couple of years ago, but he's had some pretty low ones. I'm yes, so worried right. about the I was just about to say, his inconsistency. That's a worry. <laughs> um, but you never know how he's going to be. A fullback, it might be the spot for him. Yeah, um, you know, the, not so much 
doesn't have to do as much defence and doesn't have to, um, you know, be in the firing line of that, so to speak. So we'll see how that one goes, but it's a, another option. Yeah, I mean, look, new coach, new new board, new see everything, right? I'm probably avoiding the dogs this year. I'm probably, unless someone pops up like a Lachlan Bird, he can throw on your bench. I'm just not sure, super coach wise, you know, until I see something, if I want to do that. Uh, the Cowboys, well, they are a team that is certainly on the rise with uh, making a GF last year, and now they've got Thurston and Scott back. It's going to be a big competition for positions. Um, Jordan McLean also moves up there. Um, there's rumours about Will Morgan move back to fullback or, you know, Lachlan Coote, what's going to happen with him. I don't think that's going to, you know, I, I honestly don't feel that that's going to be a thing. Um, look, Tamaria Martin had a good end to last year, but I just don't see them moving Morgan out of the halves. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Why um, would you do that? Yeah. So those rumours... <laughs> Why on earth would you do that? No, they're I, not going to do that. They're not uh, going to do that. No. Martin, if he was good enough to play first grade, um, you know, in, in a team that he, that had Morgan and JT in there, then he would be in there. But you've got two of, two of the great players. Uh, JT is an all-time great, and Morgan... He's not far behind a lot of the great players. Worst um, case, yeah, I agree. And worst case, Martin, you put him at fullback. Like exactly. You, you know, I don't think that Mar- I, I don't think Martin would struggle at fullback. I think he'd be reasonable. No, that's right. He's got the height at the very least. Hmm. Um, Tamalolo, I think he's a must own. Um, I know he's very very expensive at six sixty eight, but what we've seen from him in the past, um, the strategies of trying to get cheap. You know, like trying to not pay full price for some guys that are going to perform at that top level. We've seen it for the last two seasons. He started the year very strongly, Ryan, as Ethan Lowe. So that'll be someone I'll be looking at very closely, trying to sneak yep. him into my lineup. Yeah, look, um, apart from Lowe, he's his partner, Gavin Cooper. Um, mm. I, I rate him a lot. And look, he's quite consistent, super coach wise. Uh, He's costing four twelve at the moment for Supercoach, and I think that's a bit of a bargain, um, especially considering the amount of points that second rowers get you. Um, you know, they're going to have big games, but yeah, that's but that's they're going to have big... consistent games on the lower end. Yeah, and that's the big thing with back. You know, have you noticed this year that the second rowers instead? I, I was hoping Supercoach would totally move to middle third and edge players and and sort of ditch this F- FRF and 2RF or wherever you want to do it but they've gone the other way and they've given everyone that wears a 13 which is another prop we've said for years now and everyone knows that Fox on all their games now they put put up the lineups with middle and edges like everyone in the game has now caught on to this <laughs> and somehow with Supercoach we've got FRF which is just 8 and 10, and 2RF is 13. So I kind of go the other way from you because of the up-and-down nature of back rowers, and I'm trying to load up my 2RFs with guys that are essentially props, middle third players. I've got Gallon in there at the moment, I've got Simon Mannering, I've got Nathan Brown, and I've got Jason Tamalolo. They're all eligible to play second row. In fact, none of them are, allow- are even allowed to play front row, even though they all play the middle. 
So this is going to really change up how you're going to set up your lineup um, when you do your super coach. Are you going to go for these guys? Yes, they can have big games. And, and I said to myself, Ethan Lowe started well. He's a 460. Cooper's even cheaper. We've seen him do well in the past 412. Sam Burgess is going to be playing on an edge. He could have 100 in a game if he gets a try. Angus Crichton, we've seen how well he did on an, ed- on an edge. Cohen Hess. But the consistency of the middle third guys just outrate these edge runners who are so dependent on getting over the line a good ball from their halves. And Cooper's got Thurston back. So if you're going to take a punt, I think you're 100% right. Gavin Cooper is the guy to take the punt on. But it's but it's just another layer, really. Is, is it's which, How yep. are you going to construct your lineup? Are you going to go down that path and take the good with the bad with the back rowers? Or are you going to just um, get some number 13s in there and and just say, let's go, let's let's pump out the volume? Yep, that's a, that's a look. <laughs> I, I I can't um, find a find a downside to that theory. <laughs> well, you need to keep moving on. But Jonathan Thurston, yay or nay? Just you know, in a, in a sentence. Yeah, like still hello, still it's got JT. Him. It's it's JT. Yeah, it's the up in price and at the moment. I'm wavering against. It's you know, it's Sean Johnson, Jonathan Thurston. I think one of them you got to get in there, but. I don't know if you need them both. Yeah, no, I, I, look, I don't think you need them both, but you need the guy who's going to be in the team that wins the most. Yeah, you need, you're going to need to make that call. If you, yeah. Big call. Dragons. Um, we're hearing Tim is not going to throw as many offloads this year. Um, <laughs> apparently, losing the ball too much. Ben Hunt comes to the lineup. You think maybe they'll be more aggressive, maybe they'll, you yeah, know, but it doesn't look that way from what we're hearing. St. George have been a bit of a surprise packet for some of their super coach scorers the last 12 months, maybe even going back to 2016 with a couple of guys like Lafayette. Um, I'm not sure if this year that's going to happen for them. Just their style might change. James Graham goes there. Is he going to play that bulldog style up the middle where a lot of ball holding? We already see Jack DeBellin play a pivotal role in the middle third. Um, are they going to become more like what we've seen from the Bulldogs in, in the last couple of years and almost become super coach prohibitive, Ryan? Well, look, I think there's going to be a, a prohibitive in there and that's going to be Ben Hunt at halfback. Uh, and I'm not saying that in a negative. I'm saying that he's going to take points away from Gareth Widdop mm. um, because Gareth Widdop, um for the most of last season was the focal point for the Dragons. Things happened off him or his kicks or, you know, uh, you know, the defence was focused on him to, you know, try and shut him down and, you know, he shut most of the Dragons down. Um, but with Hunt there, they do have another option and, and I think that may split some points and so I think with, a, with his price at 647, which yes, is based high. off last year, that's yeah. fair enough. But, uh, yeah, it's too much for this for this year at the moment. Um, until you until you see how they end up playing, because um, yeah, Ben Hunt is a good player. He's proved that with Brisbane. Um, yeah, it, it's just a matter of how they uh, mesh together. Uh, the other thing I was thinking about, well, you were talking about uh, Graham playing the same kind of style as the Bulldogs. Um, it's a possibility there, but they also have um, Paul Vaughan, and you mentioned Jack DeBellin. Jack DeBellin, uh, 
they could possibly be the ball players and Graham could just be the ball workhorse. So that that's the other option. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go. But um, I think they overachieved last year from a super coach perspective. Um, and so their prices are going to be quite high. And then they've got the Broncos first up, always notoriously difficult to play against, you know, and, and looking at some of their other games, you know, um, they've got the Sharks, they're going to be tough. Titans Knights gets easier, Souths, you know, and then Sharks again. So it's not ridiculous, but maybe you're at least seeing off those first two rounds and then seeing, oh, who, who can I bring in that's going to make me some money from there on. Got to move on to the tweets and Facebook messages now. We're just going to start with a couple. So if we haven't, if you haven't heard your tweet read out just yet, don't fear because we'll be on the next podcast we're recording after this and it'll be released just a couple of days later. Um, HN asks uh, Cameron Smith decide how many um, players with a starting price of over six hundred thousand are must-haves to begin with. Um, I did. I guess the one other guy we could have mentioned before was Matt Dufty for St George Good last year, but again, a cost probably prohibitive this year. But um, the reason why I bring that up, I like the two fullbacks. I love the idea of getting Tom Draborovic and James Tedesco in the lineup. Now, we're never big fans of guys switching teams, but I don't know, Ryan Tedesco seemingly, and, and he said over 600. Well, Tedesco's five nine nine seven hundred, so maybe we're, we're stretching it a bit by even bringing him up. But we've just seen what he can do, and and he's going to be in a in a you know, he's going to be running you know, off Cooper Cronk, you know, and just to me, like there are a couple um, that you'd want to get in there, and then there's the likes of Jordan Rapana. Um, we mentioned before, you know, whether you go Thurston or Johnson, and then I just think Paul Gallon is another one that not playing Origin, we saw what he did last year. And, you know, there's, there's a few out there. Yeah, look, Gallon's my standout of, of that question. It's like, yeah, um, he'd be in there um, because he's going to play more games. He's going to play it at a slightly reduced capacity in minutes, but it's not. It's going to be pretty similar to 2017. Um, yeah. The other guy who's over 600, who I think Mannering, um, three others who yeah. are a possibility, Cleary, Crichton and Vaughan. Um, Cleary might be targeted pretty heavily this season, um, so he may see a downturn. Um, Crichton might be the same because everyone knows what he can do now. And um, Vaughan had a career year last year, so unless he has another one this season, um, he may not get the, may not get the uh, amount of it's, points that, yeah. that, that he managed to put up. Yeah, and Graham's there as well, and, and etc. Cleary, do you reckon he's going to kick goals over Maloney? Yeah, I, I think so. I think he enjoys it, and I think it gives him time to clear his head. I think Maloney would be much better um, organising everyone else, uh, you know, while while Cleary's kicking. So I, I think I think Cleary's a better kicker than Maloney. Yeah, and and if that's the case, because I think actually Maloney takes the pressure off Cleary. You say, well, Cleary's going to be targeted because everyone knows about him but how can you when James Maloney's on the other side of the field you just can't put all your attention onto Cleary so you know it might actually open up some more big big uh, game opportunities for Cleary so he, he, he's almost in that conversation with Johnson and Thurston you know do you yep, revolve absolutely. your team around him and, and I agree with Mannering he's in my lineup. Um, 660 you know not cheap but I'm, I just figure get some of these guys in there and this will be the debate that will go on 
until round one, and we're going to have it each podcast. <laughs> is how you stretch, how you structure your lineup. Do you still go with those big names like we've done in the past? But because now the prices have been adjusted, it's it's a fair call to say do do you have to change your your thinking on it? Because yep. it is there's there's going to be guys in your team that are going to be doing almost nothing if you go with these many big guys. Like I've sort of got my my lineup at the moment. A lot of big names, but there's some players that are, you know, could get some very low scores in, and, and have to count early on um, to, to to make sure I've got all those guys I really want in the lineup in. Yep. Travis asks, uh, he's got a few, so we're going to try to get through them as quick as we can. Can we go without Smith? Use the likes of Maka, Leisha, Cook, Havili. Um, oh, Ryan, you talked about, you know, McCulloch earlier. I think he means McCulloch. He might mean McInnes. So I think McCulloch's over yeah, McInnes. I'd say I'd say McCulloch. <laughs> um, look, and I'm just going to put this um, straight to bed. The answer is no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, got, you just got to have Smith. Like, you, you may go, oh, look, I don't think he's going to have a great year this year and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, um, he had a great first round last uh, – in 2017, he had a few – down-ish rounds for him, but then he came back and look. He ended up being being one of the um, better players in Supercoach, and it's going to happen again. I don't see any reason why Storm are going to change the way they play. Um, he also asks Thurston or Johnson to start the year. We've already had this discussion, but um, we're basically in disagreement. So I don't know. Toss a coin. Um, <laughs> They're both great. The Dominator says that the Cowboys are going to have a hard time start. Sharks, Broncos, Storm. You probably don't need the Dominator for that one to say. It's going to be great, trust me, with the additions of the app, having this Dominator. But again, um, everyone knows that's going to be a tough opening. So maybe you're going to Sean Johnson. But Sean Johnson himself, the Dominator, saying only the one upgrade, and that's against the Titans in round two. The other four of the first five, small downticks. And it's still going to do well, but, you know... (laughs) I don't even really want to go into detail as to one of those new rules. We're kicking the ball dead. I'm not worried about it. I know Thurston and Johnson will both kick a few dead. They'll lose minus three a couple of times every here or there. I'm, every kick is going to matter. Yeah. And uh, to Tommy T or Ponga? Um, look, I, I think Tommy's a safer option yeah. because we know what he can do and we don't really know what Ponga can do yet. Um, however, uh, Ponga offers a much cheaper price, um, so you know you could manage to squeeze in someone else get, if you pick him. But get, get Tommy yeah, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy T, you, he's, he's a known entity. Yeah, get him in. I think he's I think he's going to have a big year. And um, he's saying, should we load up on Souths, Manly Roosters, and Raiders? Well, the Dominator will will tell you about those. Um, so get the app and look at it carefully. <laughs> And you will be able to see exactly which positions that uh, those four four teams, mate. We've done it. It's uh, not through quite a, a bit more to get through than we'd hoped, but uh, first one in the books for the year. Yeah, that's okay. And um, we're going to do it all again, but you might have to wait a couple of days. If you click on the button or you already own the app, you'll get this one straight away. And you'll be waiting just a couple more days to get the next one. But uh, we're going hit, to hit it running. Uh, welcome to 2018, Ryan MS. Thank you very much. No worries at all. This is the Supercoach Professionals Podcast. Round, episode 1 for 2018 in the books. I am Paul Grisad Kapuli G. 
Bye for now.